to Seems to Me with your co-hosts, Sibylline Sariano and Steve Ricardo. Hey, how Hello. you doing? How was your weekend, Steve? <laughs> how was my weekend? You're the one that had the exciting weekend. I did. My weekend consist, consisted of taking pictures of llamas, emos, and turtles. I uh, think that's pretty exciting. Thompson, Connecticut. That's cool. I just, it's, you know, I don't live very far from the Connecticut line, so I went, got my camera, and I went and looked for wildlife. It was fun. I love that. I think that's super cool. (laughs) I went to Newport, Rhode Island this weekend. Uh, Impromptu kind of girls weekend. It was planned and then not planned and then planned, not planned, and it just happened. And um, I just needed to kind of decompress and, like, shut off my brain from going a million miles an hour, as always. And um, You're always, I mean, I was going to say, come on, you're always going a million miles an hour. You weren't know, going a million miles an hour in Newport, like running no. from one mansion to the next? <laughs> well, we were definitely constantly on the go, but at the at the end of the weekend, basically Saturday, we, you know, started by going for a walk along the mansion, little, little route thing. But we before that, we walked up to get coffee. We walked seven miles, actually, on Saturday. That's good. It was great. Uh, and then we had lunch at uh, the Smokehouse after our long walk. And we started, you know, we, of course, had some bevies. And then the bevies kind of moved into more bevies and, you know, some tequila and some rum and this and that. And before we knew it, now it's like almost dinner time. We've decided that we don't want to go and sit down and have like a formal dinner and get our dolled up. So we went back to our hotel room, changed our clothes and went out to the beach. Wow. Did a little, you know, had some fun and uh, watched you. the sunset and we're in bed by 930. <laughs> that sounds like a, uh, I would have loved to have been there. With it was three women. so much fun. Great. We had some good laughs. Mm. We had. It was three of you, right? Yeah, it was three of us. And then my other group of friends were also down there doing like a big old night out. And I just didn't have it in me. Oh, the hotel's good down me. there in Newport. We stayed at a really cool little place that had great it had two bedrooms. It was like one bedroom oh, and then suite. another bedroom. Yeah. A suite. I was. like suites. And it, I mean, it, it didn't have a view. It didn't have a view at all. It was like a dumpster view. But um, but it was great. And I it cost me 200 bucks for the whole weekend. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't bad. It was much needed. So I got to walk around. We walked around. I took a ton of pictures myself. I definitely got inspired by this. Like, I love it when the sun is just starting to come down and now there's like beautiful shadows and the colors are so vibrant like that's when I I definitely I've never thought of myself as a photographer necessarily but I do enjoy taking kind of abstract pictures and um I, I, I couldn't stop myself. I just kept taking pictures, and the girls were, like, long ahead of me walking, and I'm like, just go ahead. I'm gonna, <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. It I was, sounds I just cool kept to me. Pictures. I mean, it sounds like a good time. I remember when I was a kid, and I the first thing I remember about Newport is going down there, and that we slept we sleep on the beach. Sure. Back then, they didn't stop me from doing that. Now right. you probably get arrested, you know? But I slept on the beach many times. I remember one time me and my buddy Kenny woke up, 
And you know how they would take the tractors and clean the sand? It was all around us. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> the tractor funny. guy. And you guys didn't, didn't wake up? up. <laughs> no, we were partying <laughs> a little great. heavy back then. Yeah. We, were like, we did that in Delaware growing up, um, down at Bethany Beach, Delaware. There was a couple nights on the beach that we uh, woke up. The good to old the sunrise. days. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, definitely some cool shops and cool uh, galleries down in Newport. So I got to do a little of that and networked a little bit. That was kind of my, okay, if I pass out some business cards, maybe I can write this trip off kind of thing. But um, You decompressed. Yeah, I needed Good. to just kind of shut the brain Good off, you. if you will. Since I was with my girlies all weekend, you know, a lot of girls spend a lot of time talking about their favorite products. So all weekend long, we were sharing, you know, I, we talked about napkins on our laps, and we had multiple experiences where, you know, about, you know, I had a server almost drop an entire beer on me because he went to serve us our two our drinks, and he had another beer for another table, and the beer fell over on his tray and then dropped literally right in front of me. Wow. Had I not had my napkin in my lap... <laughs> My whole entire outfit would have been garbage. So. And that would have been a real problem. Ugh. You know, and I mean, he didn't even comp us anything. <laughs> anyway, we had really good service. And we, I, the parking gods were in my favor, too. I got lots of good parking spots. But us gals ta- started talking about some of our must-have products. And um, one of the things that I shared with the girls, because we all had stomach issues at one point throughout the weekend, you know, drinking, food, all that jazz, you know, tends to bother your stomach. So, Steve, I'm going to share this with you because you if have been having If there was a camera on me issues. right now, it would be classic because <laughs> I've lost it for the last five minutes from <laughs> napkins on the lap to Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk I'm about. I'm glad you gave Alka me all Seltzer. the notes on this. This yeah, is great. Um, we're going off the cuff here. He doesn't know any about any of this. So when, um, so actually, my sister-in-law shared this little secret with me um, because her three kids all have food allergies, and she was told this by a holistic doctor that um, Alka-Seltzer Gold, which you cannot find, by the way, in Walgreens and CVS and all those other places, I cannot find it on the shelves, but I've found it on Amazon and I've been able to order it. So I don't know what makes this so perfectly amazing for your stomach, but it is... um, It's got to be the potassium bicarbonate. Okay. Well, there you go. It helps with heartburn, upset stomach, and acid indigestion. And I'm telling you, this stuff works like... All right. Like wildfire. Stick it's the one amazing. you handed me in my pocket. <clears throat> yeah, so you get to try that next time you have Thank a stomach you. ache. And it's definitely meant to be taken on an empty stomach. You can definitely start your day with it. So oftentimes I start my day with it when I can t- already tell that, like, if I've had an issue the night before, I start my day. I don't put anything in my body before I put this in it. And, you know, it regulates you, too. <laughs> um... But it really settles. For me, I suffer from heartburn. and We never know where this show is going, folks. Hey, I have no idea I told where this show you is I was going. going to, uh, I told you I was going to educate people on food allergies and stomach issues. Yes. So this um, is one of my Dr. Sariano moments. Dr. Sariano. Um, and so I ended up introducing the girls to these Alka-Seltzer Golds this weekend, and it helped everybody. So there you go. 
<laughs> Alka-Seltzer Gold. So you can good sponsor af- us too, Alka-Seltzer. The, all right? So they're good after a rough night in Newport Beach when you're doing the tequila shots you know, and stuff. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying I had a rough night, but maybe if I did, <laughs> it definitely helped the next day. Okay, next. I, I don't need to share wait. everything about my life, do I? <laughs> All right, so the next thing I would say, um, a couple years ago, I was on a girl's trip and complaining about my allergies, like environmental allergies, and one of my girlfriends was like, well, have you ever tried Flonase? I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't do I that like stuff. It. I don't like sticking stuff up my nose, first of all, but, I, I swear, but... Um, what bothered me about Flonase was the smell of it. It was too floral for me, and it made, messed me. I couldn't deal with it because I would smell that florally smell okay. constantly. So I went into the drugstore, and I was like, okay, so does Flonase come without smell? Because it did work. It cleared my sinuses up. It cleared my allergies up in a nanosecond that day. And and I had felt like garbage for weeks because right now with the pollen and everything, I mean, I, I pollen definitely right this time and also ragweed season, which is in August, is my worst time for environmental allergies. So I went in and sure enough, Flonase comes scent free. And now I use this. I, again, I use it in the morning and sometimes I use it at night, but generally you just need to use it once, one in each nose nostril. And it's the Flonase that has like a little blue cap. Like you just, you know, pull it out, push it and stick it up your nose. And, <laughs> you know, one of these things. So, um, <laughs> he, I don't know where we're going me. here. Anyway. I, I, I do remember, though, one time when I was uh, had allergies really bad in California. Yeah, you were telling me the other day uh, you were wondering if you had allergies. <clears throat> I probably do. But uh, when I was do. in California, I had a prescription, the Nasonex. And uh, it was a really expensive prescription, but I would, you know, my insurance helped out with it. But you well, get addicted. You get you get addicted to Nasonex. Oh, but yeah, so I, I stayed know. away from sprays after a long period of using them. I don't I don't necessarily use this every day. I use it when I have symptoms, and I think that's what this is all about. And what what one of the pharmacists told me was, if you take an allergy pill, an allergy pill is just doing one. It's clearing up one symptom. Right. One or two symptoms. If you do a nasal spray, actually, this was a friend of mine that was a doctor, I think, explained this to me. If you do a nasal spray, this is getting like seven symptoms. It's getting seven components of allergies. So it's over the counter and it's called Flonase. Flonase Sensi Mist. And this one is the one that does not have a smell. And that okay. is the only reason why I can use it. I might it try it. Yeah. I'm telling you, this thing has changed my I've life. I've been using the saline spray if I have a need. Yeah. You know, it's like That's salt good water for cleaning out your nose, yeah. but it's not going to cure your allergies. Right. And I mean, ultimately, you know, when somebody has an allergy, whether it's internal, external, environmental, food, whatever, you need to find out the root of the problem. Like what you've been doing with eliminating things, that's the root of your problem. And so oftentimes food triggers environmental allergies. So I was told by an allergist, because I've been to a lot of them, like honeydew melon cross-pollinates somehow with ragweed. And so I had to eliminate um, chamomile and also honeydew, all the melons, because that was triggering... Watermelon too? Not watermelon. No, there's something about cantaloupe and honeydew that are in the same family as some of those other... Um, like allergens out there. Can I just say it's a pleasure being here with you, Dr. Seriano, with Thank all you. this valuable information. I'm sharing valuable information. I can't wait to hear And then what's we're going to talk about Queen's Gambit oh. today. 
And I'm very excited about that. We're going to talk about a new restaurant I tried over the weekends. But I've, I'm going to give you one or two more little fashion oh, tidbits. Oh, of course you okay? are. So one thing I just kind of discovered, I would say in the last couple months, is this product Clarins, and it's you know Parisian company, of course, and they're a hundred percent organic, plant based, and it's called Blue Orchid Treatment Oil. And so what I have found in my years of using skin products as a female that um, I, I generally do better if it's just like one ingredient. So we talked about coconut oil recently, and I was using coconut oil as my skincare. And when I was pregnant, I didn't want to put any like weird shit on my body because I knew it was going right to the baby. And so I started using coconut oil for my, um, you know, moisturizer. And I mean, the holistic world don't totally, you know, says that's okay. But you want to make sure you used unrefined, not refined. Right. I use you unrefined coconut mm-hmm. oil because that's going to be the stuff that they're not processing. Um, and so in that same kind of idea, that same token, I mean, I was literally putting coconut oil on my face. I mean, I'm not afraid to put oil on my face, whereas I think some people are like, oh, my God, I would never put oil on my face because I'll break out. That's not actually how oil works, not real oil. Um, I mean, if you put Crisco oil on your face, you might break out. But um, anyway, this one I just discovered um, not too long ago, and it's Blue Orchid Treatment Oil, and I love it. I put it on my face after I get out of the shower. I put it on my hands, and um, so far, so good. I just started using it in the last couple months, and I feel like my skin looks good. You have fabulous skin, by the way, if I might say so. Oh, really? Yes, you you. do. You always have. Uh, You know, I tell you, my mom has good skin. If I age like my mother, I'm I'm in good shape because she looks – her skin is barely wrinkly at all, and she's 70, almost 75. So – if uh, I mean, I take sun, though, I will say. I take sun. And I like sun. You and look I, like you've got some sun. Yeah. Yes. I, I was in the sun all weekend. You not, were. Not sunbathing, <laughs> but we were walking around, and, you know, the sun was hitting our beach. faces. And I got some sun on my hands. and So, anyway, those are my little fashion tidbits. I'll save Yay. a couple more for next week. I'd like to talk about this cool little restaurant that I went to. I mean, obviously, we had some great meals down in Newport, but, you know, we're not living in that area. So I was at the gallery, actually. I came back up to go to work for Sunday at the gallery. Sibylline the gallery? Yes, so Sibylline the art gallery. The art gallery. Yes. And actually, I'm almost in between shows now. Now we're just about to take down Crowd Me, I'm Alone, which was my first exhibit, of my father's work, we put up something called Mother, the Mother Figure, which is my mother's work and my father's work that's geared towards the women in my life, the, the mothers in my life, I should say, his mothers, his women, and then my mother herself. And I'm about to put up the Bicycle series, and it's called The Cycle of the Bicycle. And it's going to hit the, you know, airwaves, if you will. Uh, We will be up and ready to show for June 4th, which is my big grand opening. And we just nailed a musician for the grand opening, right? Yes. Um, So we, uh, we will have June 4th will be my grand opening Friday night, first Friday of June from 5 to 9. Um, And it will be the cycle of the bicycle, which all these abstract, funky, cool, colorful, um, colorful bicycles. 
And we're going to have live music by... Well, there's there's this group called Vintage String. Love that And they can perform as solo, duet, triplets, trio. Trio. God, I've been in the music business my whole life, and I don't know what a trio is. I forgot about Cream there for a second. (laughs) And uh, they're going to do a solo thing, and they're going to play all kinds of violin. She's going to play all kinds of violin music. They didn't tell me which one it is, but I do know that it's happening. In fact, I have an agreement here that I have to show you yes. that uh, we yes. will do. We'll... So there will be live music from 5.30 to 8.30 uh, at the art show. Mm-hmm. And it, it worked with the violin. I almost said the violin cat. <laughs> the violin, <laughs> the violin cat. cat. The lovely, violin beautiful, cat. sweet violin cat. Yeah. She, she's got such a I good demeanor. I keep trying demeanor. to change her name. And, uh, yeah, so th- we got the music covered. See, you asked me to help you with the music, I and I got you and the you music. you did. You nailed so it. So we got it I'm covered. I'm super excited, and I really appreciate that, Steve. June 4th. It makes it, to me, I needed a violinist. Like, I needed the violin for this. I, I got to tell you, I tried everywhere to find a cello player. What was and so I hard not, about that? I can't that? find. If there's any celloists out there listening, please yeah. get in touch with me. Get in touch with a, Twisted need, Rico Management. TwistedRico at gmail.com or even at seems to me CSSR at gmail.com. Right. Because uh, we, we, we're going to be doing, you want me to help you in the future with more of these. So well, you we, said you would and you, I'm, I love, I'm super excited about that. And I love that you want background music at your events. I think it's fantastic. And not only do I want background event, music at my events, I want to host music in my space. I have 1,500 square foot gallery that... Just because there's art on the walls doesn't mean that's all it has to be. We're going to rock that joint We are going to rock that mother out. Yeah, we're going to rock it out. (laughs) I want to, Steve. I really do. (laughs) Like I'm so excited to do it. And we can do a live podcast there, right? Like we talked about that with Voice Motel here. We can do a live podcast. Yeah. I think that would be cool. And I mean, we we have to figure it out because there's a lot of echo in my space. And so that's been one of my things. I think I need to get some of these thingies up on my ceiling. (laughs) The thing. Everyone out there, save your eggshell crates and send them to us. And we'll have eggshell. Is that what they're called? Eggshell crates? Well, I've seen people do that before. Eggshell crates. Is that what they're called? This looks like foam rubber of some sort. No, but that's, yeah, it was made for like, it was made for packing stuff. Uh, that was super, you know, fragile. But eventually, we're going to have to get our engineer Mike Nash on a microphone during the show. So when we ask questions like this, he can answer yes. them for us, and he can, you know, he sometimes passes us. He notes, can participate so. if he would exactly. like. You know, I have no problem with that. And Mike showed up in purple today. I like it. I like it. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk about Atlantico. Atlantico is a restaurant that is just three blocks down from my art gallery on Harrison Avenue. And apparently they're new. I had heard somebody came into the gallery and actually told me about it. And um, we, my, one of the gals that works with me um, asked me what I was doing last night. And I was like, well, I, I don't have any plans. Let's go. You go know, to, let's like, go you to go? Atlantico. Well, we were going to go to Brasserie, <laughs> which is the other place that just opened up. There's two new restaurants. So Gaslight got replaced by Brasserie. 
um, which and I this had is all in the south experience. end of Boston. All on Harrison about? Avenue. Yep, Harrison Avenue in the south. I end. noticed we have a lot of listeners in Ohio, so I want them to oh. know where we. Okay. I don't know why, but we well, do. When you come down from Ohio to uh, <laughs> Boston, you'll have a whole list of cool, fabulous restaurants to come see. <laughs> uh, can I just like add on to that? Remember, I was nice enough to go pick up lunch for you one day. Yes. What was the name of that joint? The that vegan was, crust place. No, oh, no. Tate. Tate, Tate. Bakery. Mm-hmm. That was, the people there were really nice. They're the on wait point. The staff were very nice to me. They are And on that point. left a really good impression. And you know what? Their iced tea was fantastic. I got my mother one on uh, Friday. Yeah, you, you, you know I am. I have a diesel cafe iced tea right here with extra lemon squeezed in it. And I and have I, my dirty chai. From Diesel. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have to pick up the coffee and the tea on our way to the show because I'm like that. I think that's your ritual, though. Yes, and I don't mind doing it for you. Now you're just added on your co-host, so, you know, (laughs) you got another bill on your your card. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that, dirty chai. Exactly, right? You dirty chai, you. Dirty chai. (laughs) That's a good one. I like it. (laughs) Um... Okay, so so this restaurant that I Atlantico. discovered by accident yesterday, yeah, Atlantico, which is odd because I was saying, like, it doesn't really sound like a Spanish tapas place, does it? Like, that means nothing to me as far as Spanish food. It's like a seafood place. I would have thought know? it would have been like a, like a normal, yeah. like A, a Boston seafood joint. Boston you know? seafood joint, exactly. Like, let's go get some lobster rolls and <laughs> clam chowder. Steamers. Exactly. Um, but it was delightful. It was absolutely refreshingly delightful. From the bartender that we had, who I thought was fabulous, his name was Ryan, um, to the sangria that I had. And, sangria. Yeah. Was there fresh fruit in yes. the sangria? I like when they do that. Not Gotta only, have the fresh fruit. So get in there. this, they had a piece of lemon, a piece of lime, an orange, a slice of cantaloupe and rosemary. It was so beautiful. I should have taken a picture. It was ro- a sprig of rosemary in it. Really? Yeah, and it worked. Because huh. you could smell the rosemary. Like it was really it was it was a red sangria. Uh, I prefer red over white. The only place I ever had sangria in the Boston area that I can remember that I liked was Dolly in oh, Somerville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Port, it's still what there. is that? Inman Square. Yeah. Yeah, Inman mm-hmm. Square Dolly. Good, good vibe there. Uh, so does we'll it compare talk about to does, one of these days. does it compare? Oh well, it's sangrias? a completely different environment and vibe. But yeah, I mean, this was a nice sangria. It may be a little too much ice because I don't love to like just be, you know, drinking a drink and then having you know glass of ice at the end of it because it's like, all right, how much sangria <laughs> did you actually put in it? But you know, um, our bartender gave us a little um, taste of port at the end of our meal. But the food, you guys, the food was really refreshing and it was really delightful. And it was just Spanish tapas. We got the classic tortilla. We got this beautiful cauliflower dish that had um, almond romesco in it and and um, golden raisins. And we also got um, the potato bravas with the aioli mayo on it. And it was so good. Um, and then what else? We also got a beet with blue cheese. Beets are always good. Yeah, it was like this whole combination of beets with blue cheese, which I don't normally like blue cheese, but it was perfect. 
I'm trying to remember what was else was on that. Well, you're remembering. I could tell everyone there at 600 Harrison Ave. Thank you, Steve. In the South End. Perfect. And they have a website, AtlanticoBoston.com. Thank you. And the photos of the food have me wanting to... Uh, <sighs> to head down yeah. there right now. <laughs> we ate all vegetarian and we ate all gluten-free. Yeah, I mean, Spanish is great that way. You can definitely hit it up with, like, you don't have to eat that, you know, pork. If you don't eat pork, you can, you know, easily have um, vegetarian, which the gal that I was with is vegetarian, so I just went all vegetarian with her. Um, we got the uh, tortilla española, which they call the Classico tortilla, um, they get all five star reviews. I, by the way, I got to tell you, <laughs> they deserve them. They absolutely deserve They're them. They're like a five star restaurant. And guess what? They just got open on April first. I got open on April second. They got open on April first. So we are like, I talked to them about doing some sort of collaboration. He wants to. This bartender Ryan would like to come in and maybe do a wine tasting at my gallery. I'm I uh, rubbed some elbows. You got to know the people. bartender. Yeah, yeah. You got to know the bartender. And he gave me the manager's <laughs> card. And so you know, it's it's all about collaborating in our neighborhood. You know, and we like collabs. Yeah, I I've always been a collab. Long before it was a term, I was a collaborator. You collaborated with. Twisted Rico Management, and I that's sure how did. we started working together. Sure did. Designing clothes for LEV from the Charms. I did. Absolutely. That was a good collab. It sure was. It sure was. And uh, it got, got my designs up on a rock stage. That was uh, pretty epic. Yeah, it was. Twice, I actually. saw. I, I, I thought it was going to keep happening and keep happening, and maybe it will still. LEV well, uh, probably walks around with your designs right now in Newport, <laughs> Newport, uh, Newberryport. Uh, Newburyport, yeah. Newport. I, Newberryport. I need to get to know that area. Oh, I love I it I would love to just chill out for a weekend in Newport. There's some restaurants up there. I know. But it's hard not to eat seafood when you're in Newburyport. Well, I love you know? seafood. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm all about eating seafood. I just what, didn't eat any meat with or seafood with this person because she was a vegetarian. But um, I, one last thing I want to say about Atlantico that – I adore is they have some cool art on their walls and the I decor. I know we both love art, right? But they, the decor of this restaurant is really cool. I, I just, it's clean. It's, it's refreshing. As I said, it's got like golds and um, beautiful white subway tiles in the bathroom. The bathrooms, I had to go into each bathroom because I wanted to see how they decorated it. We're talking about bathrooms and restaurants now. Yeah. You, you you gotta you gotta understand the things that I that get go on excited in your head. about. I'm not sure yeah. I'll ever understand that. Exactly. I like, am noticing your new nail polish right now, though. Thanks. That's really good. You had the yellow, mellow I yellow. Did. Now you've gone orange on me. I did. I went orange with sparkle, and it's ombre. I like it. Thank you. I know he I, does I know notice you, things. Ladies. I know you would rather talk about <laughs> you're letting the ladies know that I'm noticing things. Yes, Thank he you. does notice things. He's a very good noticer of things. Um, and your eyebrows look fabulous today. If I said fabulous too many times in this <laughs> I didn't show, even, fabulous. I didn't even put my face on today. Today we're behind the scenes, so I don't have my face on. Are we going to talk about what I've been yes, waiting to talk so, about? Um, okay, <clears throat> without any further ado, the, one of the best n- shows on Netflix, The Queen's Gambit. Yes, 
You told me to watch it. You told me to watch it. I did. On here, on one of our podcasts. I'm just going to steal IMDB's description because I think it sums it all up. Mm -hmm. Orphaned at the tender age of nine, prodigious introvert Beth Harmon discovers and masters the game of chess in the 1960s USA. But child stardom comes at a price. Mm -hmm. Came at a high price. I'm not a really big chess fan, by the way, and I don't know much about it. I think I played a few times. But anyone that's not watching the show because they don't think they like chess, don't let that stop you from watching this show. It's so much more than It's only one season, and we'll talk about Mm. whether there should be a season two Mm -hmm. later. But Anna Taylor-Joy is the star. I know you love her. You know, I didn't know anything about her until this show. But Um, now you love her. I do. I think she is a phenomenal actress. I don't know if this show got nominated for anything. If it didn't, um, it, it must should. have. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, for me, the fashion, the again, how it's how it's filmed. Um, I, 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 too, am not really a chess person. I've always been fascinated by the game of chess and the strategy of it all. And again, that goes back to like card games and all of that strategy stuff. But I mean, I think this show is one of the best shows that's come out in, in years, I'd watch it again in a heartbeat because I feel like there's so much more I could have picked up on. But I love the relationship she has with the um, janitor of the... He taught her how to play chess. Yeah. I mean, he's like, you see this relationship between this nine-year-old little girl and the janitor of her um, orphanage and how she's not allowed. She's like breaking the rules to go down in the basement to learn chess. And you're always worried like, oh, my God, is he going to be a child molester? And he never is. And he never does any of that creepy stuff. And he just takes her under his wing. And he's hard. He's rough with her as far as like, you know, mental stuff. But like he teaches her the game of chess. And it's just so fascinating to watch her learn the game of chess. And then, you know, she clearly is just an I hate the word use use the word idiot savant, but what she's just like this genius when it comes to chess, right? I mean, and she then, becomes the world champion, <laughs> right? That's what makes this story so amazing. It's in a world of men, all men. Some of the guys in the in the show, the guy that played Benny. Thomas Brody yeah. Sangster. He right. was the U.S. champion, and he beat her the first time, but the second time she beat him. And, and they then, have this long relationship. For Yeah. yeah they, I love they that. They ended up becoming like a – they had this love-hate kind of relationship, but it was mostly love. And then Towns was her real love. Mm. He was another chess player. So she has all these men in her – young But what was men. so interesting about that, that relationship, though, is in the end you find out he's gay. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. You know? Yeah. But you do. The whole time you think, oh, my God, is she ever going to end up with Towns? Yeah, and he's gay. Yeah, And then yeah, she that, discovers he's gay. <clears throat> and or, or or you discover as the audience that he's gay. And then, like, I think they still got together, though, didn't they? I don't know. He was, like, obsessed with her. But, like, maybe he was bisexual. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I thought that relationship between the two of them was, like, you just wanted them to get together through the whole The real love know, story was the love story of her and chess, chess you know? absolutely. So they didn't really elaborate too much. I mean, she did. Well, there's a lot of innuendos, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, a lot. But I mean, uh, her, the, so I'm going to just talk about her fashion in this, in this too. Great. I mean, I, ladies and gentlemen who appreciate fashion, like, this, this show just purely on 
how everybody was dressed, and especially that era. I love anything Late to 60s. do with the sixties, fifties into the sixties, right? Yeah. But like the 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 woman and her house coat, and then like you know her mother and all her outfits as she gets you know as uh, as Beth starts to make money, and there's this whole relationship between her and her adopted mother, and she's kind of an alcoholic, and then there's this alcohol drugs thing, you know, behind. I mean, it's just it touches on so many different um, elements of life in this show. But the fashion in this show, I just like every new scene, I was like, what's she going to be wearing? Oh, my God. Look at this. It's fabulous. Oh, my God. She, so, by the way, did win the Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actor in a Miniseries. Wonderful. Yep. How did I not know that? I, same reason I didn't know it. Because wow. we, we probably didn't look it up. <laughs> well, even more of a reason why we're talking about the show. That's so great. I mean, she I'm deserved so happy for an her. award for that performance. She, did. she was amazing. I mean, and I swear to you, I've never heard of her before. She I, just came out and knocked it out of the park. Was she on a cover of a magazine that yeah, we were looking Vanity at Fair. recently? Yeah, the one yeah. with the NBA players. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, she's on yeah, the cover. I, she just listen, went from zero to everything, Let right? me be clear to you. I looked at that the photo of that on Netflix several times, and I didn't have any interest in watching it mm-hmm. until you, Sibylline Seriano, <laughs> Dr. Seriano, said, you need to watch this show. And the minute I watched it, it was funny because it coincided with my second COVID shot. <laughs> so I was a terrible out. reaction from, yeah, right? I was out of it for like two days, but I ended up watching the whole series during that time period that I was down and out with the vaccine recovery Mm -hmm. and I couldn't stop watching it. And I got, when you're ready to talk about the music after you're done, I got some serious notes here on music because I think we're ready for, there was a scene where you just were telling me about when Venus comes on. Yeah. Well, let me, I wrote down each episode because there isn't a lot of original music in it, except Carlos Rafael Rivera, mostly his music. But in various episodes, they use certain songs at the right time. Like in episode three, they use the old Vogue's classic, You're the One. These are late 60s songs, all of these songs, because it was like a period piece. When they were at a party, with, she was at a party with the girls from school and she ended up sneaking out because they yes. weren't nice to her. They used You're the One. In episode three, they used the Quincy Jones song, Coming Home Baby, when Beth sees Towns for the first time Coming in the hotel. Home, baby. She fell yeah. in love with him. Yeah. Episode three also, Hermits, Wait, Hermits. Because I want to talk about, because you're like sparking these different episodes, if you don't mind, because. I might. No, I, I don't mind. Because <laughs> I think that, that's, because for the people who have seen it, I mean, so go back to that. So the first person that you just said, um, the Riviera. Who who is that? Like oh, the Vogues. Yeah, like how how would people know who the who well, that is? She's she's at a party and the yeah. girls all start dancing and stuff, yeah. but she doesn't want to dance. Well, they're That's like the song they use, right? Like right. They're they such, treated they're, her horribly. She's like invited almost because they wanted to make fun of her. Or no, she had just kind of gotten famous. She had just been on the cover of a magazine, so they're all inviting her because. And she's like kiss off biatches i'm gonna take off and she leaves right but it's to the what i i did i did love that they were dancing in that scene because it's kind of like back then that was like you know Girls let's go smoke a like cigarette that. out of the window and dance it was like the the grease lightning kind of stuff Yeah, the music supervisor, and I didn't want to leave this part out, was Randall Porter because he did a really great job. He's done a lot of other films and things. 
But um, do you want me to jump to the next one? Well, so, and then the town scene, what, what, what was going on then? A Quincy Jones coming mm-hmm. home baby, late, another late 60s song. She sees him for the first time in the hotel, and that's when they use the song. Oh, uh, yeah. There's all, they also use Hermits, that. Hermits, but I didn't write down what scene it was, but I remembered Hermits, Hermits in episode three. They, there was, that was hardly it for the and first And this is all three. like 60s. Yeah, genre, these are all late right? 60s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The real, it gets really interesting with the music in episode four. And hold four. on, I'm sorry, because I, I just, I want to talk to the people who don't know as much music as you do. Like, because this is an educational piece to me, is that we're explaining why this music is so good, right? Like, to you, the genre of the 60s music, is that like Motown? Well, like, well they use, what, what do no, you these call are that? mostly like early pop garage rock kind of tunes most of them that we're going to talk about here really yeah but peggy peggy lee fever was used too and that's more like you know bluesy r&b quincy jones is more r&b but without getting too far ahead i'm going to talk about when you talk about hermits hermits the association the monkeys the kinks and the shocking blue you're talking about Garage, That's now, pop. But kinda. now you're kind of getting into like, let's go, you know, well, like it's, still it's hippy that, dippy. Yeah, it's, it's still late hitting... 60s. Those were all in between like 66 and 70. Those right. Songs. But that's when you know, to me, that's Janis Joplin era. That's, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Now you're starting to get into that. Like we got away from like the Motown slash, you know, we're going to dance in our little house coat to like now we're going to put on the mascara and the white eyeshadow and we're going to go take LSD and, you know, trip our faces off. Right. Because that's kind of where she's headed in this in this in these episodes. You almost see the evolution of the music as well as the fashion, as well as like. But she's in that world of like all men. So she can't really, you know, she used to like dress I guess I wasn't expecting the rock songs to come yeah. into play. Right, and, you, you don't. Know, and then along comes Mary in episode four when she cleans her house, you know, because she just, she remember her mother she left go, her the house. Yeah, and she, she goes, goes and, and redecorates it. Right. With that along gorgeous velvet Along comes Mary, yeah. the association, which is a famous song. It was a big And what's hit. it famous for? Like, what, what, why? I don't know it. Well, so. I, I mean, the only way I can, I mean, along comes Mary, woo! You you don't remember that song? I think I would I, if I heard it, but it doesn't. The it name was a of it big hit. Okay, is okay. what I'm saying. It's yeah. famous for. It was a hit song. Okay. in the late '60s. Okay. I'm a big fan of the Association. They also had Never My Love, Windy. They had a lot of really great late. They came from that Laurel Canyon scene with the birds and the mamas and the papas and the Beach Boys from like '66 to '68, '69, right. like. You know, the Manson family. You know, it was a weird time during that period, but a lot of music came from that whole Right, scene. and so this is this is where I think it's cool that we just discovered that I'm a Gen X and you're a baby boomer. And so, to be honest with you, that's where I think that's the differentiation. I don't know any of the names of I was of these really bands. young, though, when all yeah, those songs came out. you were on the out. very, very yeah. early side of the baby boomer. Thank you. You're just helping me. You know, with my age, I appreciate that. You're the beginning of the baby boomer. Because I would have not, I would have classified you as a Gen X. The 70s sure. are my favorite music era, but the 60s are my second favorite, yeah. if that makes any sense. Well, I, I was obsessed with Marilyn Monroe and James Dean. Like, I loved all those 60s, you know, like, 
uh, even like Dirty Dancing soundtrack. I think that was like take took place in the '60s. Like I know every word to that entire album. You know, like but that's what I class. I because I associate just movies, right? Movies and soundtracks to knowing yeah. any of that music, yeah. right? Well, the music supervisor did a great job because there's a couple more I wanted to mention. Yeah. Episode five. The monkeys, I'm not your stepping stone. It's like great. She's in. She the, had just like had an all nighter with like she, some people, and she's at some guy's house, right? No, this is actually oh. when she was in the dorm in Kentucky, the chess oh, tournament. She stayed yeah. in the dorm, and she's walking by, and the music's blaring out of one of the rooms, and it was "I'm not your stepping stone," which oh, is like okay. probably the monkeys' most famous song, one of them. And then no, an episode I think it's that other one that I know, but. Um, I'm a believer. Yeah. Take the last train in the Clarksville. Daydream I'm a believer. believer. I'm yeah. a big Daydream, monkeys. Yeah. We could do a whole show on the monkeys. Aww. I did enjoy the monkeys growing I up. I met Davy sure. Jones, one of the highlights of my life. I Aww. met him in France. He was really cool. I'm going to jump ahead to episode six when Beth and Benny are driving from Kentucky to New York and the kinks Stop mm. Your Sobbing comes on and they sing along with it. I thought that was fantastic. I just love that relationship. So any yeah. of those scenes with them, you know, you you like love to hate him because he's obnoxious, but at the same time, you see they're like he's trying to teach her, right? And she's trying to learn from him, and and yet you want her to beat him so bad, you know? Like I really liked Benny, believe it. Or oh, not. I did too. There's, I really did. And at the end, he came through for her. He did without trying oh, to give the whole, whole show thing. away. I know, which we're probably doing. Oh, whatever. I'm just going to mention one more song because it was the best scene in the movie. And that was when they used the classic Venus by the Shocking Blue. It's when Beth starts off dancing and she's drunk in her apartment. And she's like dancing and she's completely out of her skull. And then, you know, it segues into all these other things where she's carrying her garbage out and her neighbor looks at her. and She's basically going on this downward spiral. She clearly is... Uh, battling with addiction, and she was given tranquilizers. Those blue pills. Tranquilizers as a kid in the orphanage just yeah. to keep her. All the kids were given tranquilizers to keep them, Disturbing. like, you know, under control, if you will. And I'm sure that happened a lot back then. But this is now she's transitioned from the tranquilizer addiction because she becomes addicted to the tranquilizers as a kid because it helps her think about the game. And now she's finding alcohol because her mother, her adoptive mother, gives her a sip and it clicks for her. And I think that's where addiction... If she had a really bad problem <laughs> with yeah. alcohol and drugs yeah. and that. But she survived it and became the world champion and I just gave the ending away. I'm sorry. Nah, whatever. Um, it's it's that's that's the that's the beauty. Like you you when when you finish the whole season, right? You're like, oh my god! Like I I and I th- I know we were gonna talk about this. Like I was like, oh my god, do I want there to be more? That's the thing. The pros and cons of whether there should be a second season or like, not. Like I think it's perfect just the way it is. I don't know if you need to go back for more. Like I want to leave it just where it landed. She beat them all. You know, she beat them all. She kind of. The Russian world, the Russian greatest player in the world. And she's a female and she's young and she's taken it on and she's beaten them. And it wasn't without a lot of help, right? She had all her guys behind her helping her do it. But, you know, ultimately she had to play poker. You have to have a poker face during chess for sure. Her eyes in that film, uh, by the way. Beautiful. I fell in love with her. 
I know. I, I always too. tell people, you know, people always would ask me about bands. You know, how did you get so involved with the band? What was it about them? And I'm like, I fell in love with them. You have to fall in love. You know, I mean, with the music, with the people, everything. If I you're fell selling in love something, her. whether it's music, bands, art, you have to fall in love with it. Absolutely. Like I fell in love with Matt Dillon and Drugstore Cowboy. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. you, you fall in love with, you You see it and you're like, I love. But I want to just tell you the pros and cons of a second season. I wrote one line so I wouldn't forget it. I wrote, I would watch a second season, but after further consideration, I don't think there needs to be a no, second season. I agree with you. Hands down. They don't need to do it anymore. It's so perfect. Why? Like, I feel like when they do sequels to things, it, it gets, you know, it muddles the the beginning of how well it was done the first time. Just end on we this. We agree. Classically. Yep. I, I agree with you, Steve. I do. And you know what's cool? I watched this entire show with my mom. You did? I did. Wow. Did she like it? She loved it. She was like, should we watch one more? Should we watch one more? Yeah, it's addictive. And my mom's not a TV person. So, like, it was something that we enjoyed together as mother-daughter. It was really cool. And, and you know, it's it's there's some scenes in that that maybe you don't want to watch with your mom. But, like, I don't know. I, w- I think we both really appreciated the whole storyline and just sitting there together, like, watching it. It's And, it, you know, it was kind of our, like, COVID you know, a uh, TV show to watch together kind of thing. It's so. funny. It was my vaccine re- <laughs> vaccine recovery song. Exactly. Um, I, yeah, I think uh, I think we, we covered it all today, right? Music, yeah, let me just fashion. Give, we'll give out the email address mm-hmm. again. It seems to me, mm-hmm. cssr at gmail.com. And we also have a Patreon page now. It's patreon.com forward slash seems to me. Mm-hmm. Please help us support our podcast. Yeah, just so you guys know what Patreon is, it's, you know, different artists. genre artists, yeah. uh, people that are giving out advice and giving out you know, whatever, right? Advice. Let's just call it that. Advice and knowledge. Give you know, providing knowledge to the public. And That's it, where it I'm needs trying to, to get be to. supported. And it needs to be supported because so we do this out money. of the po- <laughs> out of our own pockets. So we would appreciate. We got to pay supported. for Voice Motel. <laughs> you know, I mean, Mike Nash at Voice Motel. You know, he needs the cash, man. That's why we're here. We're, we're Rock here on. All right. We're covering uh, Prince next week. So we will see you guys see on ya. the flip side. Yeah.